On today, Friday, May the 6th episode of Locked on Canucks, we're going to continue our greatest Canuck series, highlighting the captain, Mr. Canuck, the guy who owns a bunch of fitness centers in British Columbia, number 16, Trevor Linden. Also, I have a very, very important rant because quite frankly, guys, I am not in the best mood right now. It's Locked on Canucks, and it starts now. Your Locked on Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Locked on Canucks. I'm, of course, your host, Justin Pooney, who is not in a good mood today. Um, but I will get to that in a second. I first of all want to thank you for making Locked on Canucks your first listen of the day. We are free. That is most important. And also, you can find us anywhere where you get your podcasting services. It's Friday. The weekend's almost here. It's been a very long week, a very hectic week, a very stressful week, a very interesting week for Canucks fans. Um, I think I've kind of reached my boiling point of the week. Um, I don't know what it was. I don't know what it is, but uh, I am not happy. (laughs) Um, Maybe it's because I just watched the team that makes me sick to my stomach all the time. The Toronto Maple Leafs just beat the Tampa Bay Lightning in game three of their first round series. Maybe it's seeing the Calgary Flames playing in hostile, tough, rough, playoff-style hockey. Maybe it's that. They also lost as well. Maybe it's seeing the Edmonton Oilers win 6-0 and their fans going absolutely nuts. Maybe it's just the electrifying atmosphere I see across the NHL landscape with all these fan bases. And I am maybe jealous, envious of these play- of these fan bases in these cities that have playoff hockey, seeing, you know, viewing parties, watch parties, which we'll probably never see in Vancouver ever again because we burned the city down twice. Most of you that know me t- t- know me as a pretty positive and pretty, you know, upbeat person. Remember, I had that whole, you know, spiel at the end of the season. Oh, there's so much positivity. There's so much good things going with the Vancouver Canucks. Well, I don't know what's overcome me today, but quite frankly, I'm not feeling it today. I'm really upset and really envious because I want. I want to see our team, our franchise, our city on that spotlight once again. I don't want to see Maple Leaf Square every time the Leafs score a goal on TV. I don't want to see it pumped everywhere. I don't want to see Oilers fans at watch parties. I don't want to see the Saddle Dome electric with energy for the playoffs. I don't want to see it anymore. You know what I want to see? I want to see... 18,000 fans at Rogers Arena waving the white towels, towel power to the Canucks coming out of the tunnel with the YouTube music playing and just the energy, the vibe in the city. I want to see Canucks car flags everywhere. I want to see the blue and green jerseys everywhere. I just want to see playoff energy everywhere in BC. I want to see Canucks Nation cheer like they never for the playoffs because nothing compares to the playoffs 
and playoff hockey. I love this game of hockey. I love it. I love it. Like, no, I've, I've played it since I've been five years old. I've watched it since I was younger than that. It's made me cry. It's made me smile. It's made me everything. And I can't. It's so hard to watch other teams, teams you despise, teams you just don't want to see too well in these high-pressure situations where you see other fan bases tweeting out or you might know other people in other fan bases, you know, the, the, the level of, not anxiety, but the level of excitement and nervousness and all those feelings you get during the playoffs. I miss those feelings. I miss sitting down for two and a half hours or standing for two and a half hours, depending on the game, and just yelling and screaming and clapping and cheering and cussing people out and all this. I miss it all. I want it back. And I know Canucks Nation, you want it back too. And I I don't have no idea what has overcome me with this. I, I have... I was I was planning on recording this episode after the game, uh, after the uh, Leafs game, uh, just because you know I busy day today, and I just wanted to sit down and watch the game, and you know kind of, you know in, enjoy a Friday night, but also maintain my commitment to this podcast, and watching it, it just I didn't care so much that you know the Bruins won today or the the Leafs won, I just realized I miss. The Canucks being a part of playoff hockey. Some of the greatest moments of my hockey fandom have come from the Canucks playoffs. Um, good to go on a personal story. I remember when 20, was it 20, 2010, 2010 when the Canucks played LA in the first round series. I, you know, I got in a little bit of trouble at home, which, you know, I occasionally sometimes did. Uh, you know, I was, if you ask my parents, I was an angel as a child. I was a great child, but sometimes, you know, I did get into trouble. And at this particular time of year, stupid me got in trouble during the Canucks playoffs time. And my mom got really mad at me. And what did she do? She didn't take take my video games away. She didn't, you know, you know, take, you know, make me stay inside the house all the time. No. What she did was she she did not allow me to watch the Canucks playoff games. And that killed me. That I remember uh, I had an old alarm clock in my room and I would, you know, like she would be, all my family would be downstairs watching the game and I'd be upstairs in my room pretending to do homework, but I'd actually be listening to my ear on the alarm clock to try to listen to the game on radio. And I was still freaking out. And then she would end up, my mom got so mad. She took the alarm clock out of my room because I was listening to the Canucks game. And then I would listen to the post game all night. That's how and they they got knocked up by Chicago in the next one, which I did get to watch on TV because I, you know, maintained myself and got out of trouble. But look, there's nothing that just as a hockey fan, as somebody that loves the Canucks or loves just loves the game of hockey, there is nothing like seeing your team in the playoffs. There is nothing like, you know, getting up in the morning and saying, hey. At 7 p.m. Pacific time, the Canucks are playing X game one of the playoffs. I am invested. I am. It's when the Canucks are in the playoffs. That's all we talk about. That's all we talk about. That's all that matters for however that long period of time. When they were in the bubble, that's all I talked about. 
to me, it. I just hope Jim Rutherford has a plan in place. And I know I've said this week that I think he does. I know he has a plan in place and I trust him. But damn, I hope this comes out next year and this team goes, gets, flies out of the gate and makes the playoffs and does something where I can get up every day. I don't care if I'm in Toronto, if I'm back home in Vancouver, if I'm back home in Surrey or wherever I am. I just want to get up one day when the sun is shining in April or it's pissing rain in April when it does sometimes in Vancouver and realize the Canucks are in the playoffs. That's all I want. I just want to experience playoff hockey one more time in this city. (sighs) Not one more time, but sustained, sustained, excuse me, sustained excellence by this team over time. And look, this week I realized two things. Number one, I trust Jim Rutherford because he's done this before and he has the the cojones to make the tough decisions to make this team better in the long run. And I think this is going to work. I have a good feeling. But also, I miss playoff hockey. I miss just the excitement and the buzz in the city of Vancouver, the province of British Columbia, the lower mainland, when the Canucks are doing well. Everybody is in a much better mood when the team is doing well. And it, I want it to come back. I'm sick and tired of seeing the Saddle Dome Electric. I'm sick and tired of seeing the Sea of Red. I don't want to, I don't care about the Oilers View Party anymore. I don't care about it anymore. I don't want to see Maple Leaf Square anymore because it makes me want to vomit. It makes me want to puke. I want to see Canucks View Parties. I want to see Hockey United Canada forced to talk with the Canucks during the playoffs. I want to see Kevin Bieksa cheer for the Canucks again. I want to see him wear those Bull Horvat socks again. I want to see the Canucks be great. Okay. It's out of my system now. <laughs> Thank you for, you know, you know, they always say you need to vent when you're feeling upset and, you know, you should do it alone. Well, I chose to do it on a podcast platform with all of you guys. So hopefully you agree with that rant, enjoyed that rant. It made me feel a lot better. Um, but coming up after the break, we're going to get into the big part of the episode. We're going to talk about our greatest Canucks series and a man who, like Stan Smeal, was Mr. Canuck. And is he still Mr. Canuck after the turmoil which caused him to leave the organization? Or is it all water on the bridge now? He's still our beloved Captain Canuck. But first, I want to talk to you guys all. Built Bar Summer is coming. You got to get your summer body and you're going to need some food on the go. Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations. Throw them in your bags, your kids' backpack, whatever. Make sure everyone has a bar so you are fueled for your summer adventures. The best part about Built Bars is they're healthy and delicious. No more sacrificing delicious food for health. Well, it's Built Bar. You can have both. And most importantly, it's easy. All you have to do is go to Built.com and order now. All Built Bars and Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means with Built Bar, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. Have you tried the banana puffs yet? We're going crazy over the puffs. They come in crazy flavors like banana cream pie and even churro. Who doesn't want a protein bar that tastes like a churro? And it's only 140 calories. You know I already signed on the dotted line for all of that. If that's not enough flavor for you, you might want to try the mix box. The mix box comes with 12 flavors of bars of puffs. Built Bar, make sure that there is something for everyone. 
know what my favorite flavor is? It's the puffs and it's the banana cream pie. But uh, hey, that's because I have a suck uh, sweet tooth like that, and I love that type of stuff. Most built bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which contains a, around a 240 calories and 30 grams of sugar and dozens of net carbs. Go to builtbar.com to get all your favorite banana cream pie, raspberry, double chocolate, and so many more. They're all delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. Check them out at built.com. A special offer for all of you go to built.com. Use promo code locked15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code locked15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, guys. Okay. I've calmed down now. I'm calm. I found my Zen. I found my. Usa, shout out to all you bad boys movie fans out there. Actually, it might be a movie I watched this weekend. You know, um, this weekend I told myself, you know what, at least one day, either Saturday or Sunday, I don't know which day, I'm going to try to just sit down and relax. And, you know, uh, I don't know if you guys could tell, but I'm, you know, I've got kind of some bags in my eyes. I'm kind of, probably people watch on YouTube, like, uh, I'm, you know, kind of tired. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think it's, you know, as anybody knows, you need to take a, at least a day out of the week just to relax, you know, find your, you know, your inner Zen um, and just relax, chill out, vibe out and enjoy it. Cause I think if you don't enjoy life and you're always high, strung and stressed out, it's just going to eat at you and you're going to get, um, you gonna, you know, you're not going to be happy. And you want to know, speaking of happiness, this man we're going to talk about brought a lot of happiness to a lot of Canucks fans during his nearly is over almost, well, I guess, is two almost over two plus decades stint with the Vancouver Canucks, and that is the man, Mr. Canuck, Trevor Linden. Yes, the second overall pick in the 1988 draft made an immediate impact with Vancouver, scoring 30 plus goals in his rookie year. That 1989 year, where, in all honesty, the Canucks, you know, took the the, the, the sorry, not the defending, the then. You know, the, the team that eventually going to win the Stanley Cup, the Calgary Flames, to seven games in the first round, where many said that that was their toughest competition that year. And from the moment Trevor Linden stepped foot, you know, it was under the Pac Quinn regime. Um, the moment Trevor Linden stepped foot on in Vancouver, you know, from Medicine Hat, I'll, you know, he played his junior hockey medicine. Hat. When from the moment Trevor Linden came to Vancouver, you knew you were getting not only a professional hockey player, professional person. You know, I had the pleasure of meeting Trevor Linden once uh, when he opened up one of his uh, club 16s. And just, you know, the amount of class and dignity the man had, um, just his just his ability. And I think when you look at the greatest Canucks of all time, pretty much all of them, what made them so great was not only what they did on the ice for the franchise but what they did off the ice and i don't maybe henrik and henrik and daniel Sedin and trevor linden are probably the three men in the city of vancouver that are professional athletes that had such a high you know high spotlight on them had a big spotlight on them had such a big platform but used it um in a way to not only um for good they use it in a good way a great way to give back to the community to give to the less fortunate to really 
ingratiate themselves with Vancouver and the Lower Mainland and become a part of our community. Um, and so off the ice, Trevor Linden was a grade, a triple A class individual. And I think for as great as he was on the ice, Trevor Linden was a greater man off the ice for all of his foundational work with the Canucks for Kids Fund, you know, Canuck plays, um, all of that stuff. Whatever. If I always say this, if Trevor Linden wanted to run for mayor of Vancouver, he'd win hands down. If Trevor Linden wanted to run for premier British Columbia, he would win hands down because he's just so likable, so lovable. Um, and wherever he goes, he is the man that people call the Mr. Canuck. He is the Canucks franchise. I mean, you can say that with the Sedins now, but um, for decades, like Trevor Linden is the Vancouver Canucks. There's a reason why um, when they went through that whole spell after the Mike Gillis era, they brought in Trevor Linden, which let's face it, it didn't end the way that we all thought it would, you know, him leading the team back to prominence. But um, again, that we'll touch on in a second, but just going back to, you know, Linden's playing career in Vancouver. Um, look, excuse me, let me catch my breath a little bit. Um, but Trevor Linden, you know, was the captain, was, um, you know, a icon, you know, led them, of course, to the 1994 Stanley Cup finals. How can we all forget that? But Linden, you know, he was a multi-time 30 goal scorer during his prime. You know, bagged 30 goals at least. I think it was his rookie year, his third year, his fourth year, his fifth year, his sixth year, and his uh, eighth year. So six-time 30 goal score. You know, a really a great two-way center, penalty kill, power play. And when you look, I think his most prominent, most Canucks players, most great Canucks players, they were identifiable with a team that went to the finals. And of course, Linden was the captain of the 94 team. Um, just, you know, saved them in game five. Uh, was it no game game six, excuse me, against the Calgary Flames in 1994, where the Canucks won three straight overtime games. It was game five, then game six, Linden scored at home. And then, of course, the iconic Pavel Bure goal. And we all remember, you know, game six. Well, I wasn't, again, I wasn't alive, but I, my parents and family members all told me stories and I've seen it on YouTube and I read books about it. And I've seen the iconic photo of him and Kirk McLean hugging after game six of the finals. And you just see his nose is busted. There's blood on his Jersey. Um, the iconic call from Jim Robson. He will play, you know, he will play. You will play on crutches if he has to. And yes, the, he will play at Madison square garden. Um, you know, I remember the first time I heard that, um, you know, I just being a Canucks fan, I know when I became a Canucks fan, Trevor Linden was back on the Canucks after, you know, Mike Keene had traded him away and stripped him of his captaincy and all that whole mess. Uh, but when I would be a Canucks fan and he was back, Brian Burke had brought him back and he was playing that veteran third line role, um, which he finished his career out with. And he was still great in that role. I think a lot of people forget about how great Trevor Linden was as a role player during those West Coast Express years. When he came back in, in 2002, you know, he had another 20 goals, almost 20 goal year in uh, 2003. But, you know, he was a veteran presence and a leader. Um, you know, I remember 20th, was it 2007, 2007 against Dallas in the first round. Game seven, you know, he scored that big goal against the Stars. You know, he came up big when it mattered the most. Um, and that's what I will always remember what Trevor Linden was. When the games got bigger, his game got bigger. Of course, 
everybody that was alive during 94 will remember he scored the two goals in game seven, you know, and he's, you just saw after the game, he gave, he left everything out there on the ice. He gave it his all. And that is what, you know, Trevor Linden, Stan Smeal, Thomas Gradeen, Henrik and Daniel Sedin, all these great guys. What you can say with them is they um, gave it their all. They left whatever I can say about Trevor Linden, the decline of his career, and he wasn't, you know, the best. I He always gave it his all. And at the end of the day, look, he was given the order of British Club. He was given the order of Canada, two-time All-Star, you know, he retired as the, the Canucks all-time league scorer. You know, Trevor Linden finished with what? I think it was 800, almost 900 points in his career. Played almost 1,400 games, almost 500 assists, almost 400 goals. Um, Trevor Linden was more, was an all-around guy, could do it all. And he was just a great player. And when he was brought back in 20, was it summer of 2014? Yeah, some, uh, no. Near the end of the 2014 season, after they had fired Gillis and got rid of, you know, Torts, and they brought him back in to kind of be the savior, like the Joe Sackick, the prized figure that comes back to help with the organization. Excuse me. And it, him and Benning had a miscommunication. Linden wanted to go one direction, Benning wanted to go the other direction. And quite frankly, in hindsight, Linden wanted to go towards the younger player route and develop that, those players while Benning wanted to do the quick fix, which we kind of figured out was kind of a, you know, ownership decision and Lyndon didn't agree with it and which kind of forced him out. And we, he kind of distanced himself from the organization for such a long time. And then people didn't know if he was going to come back. And then he ended up coming back for the 50th year anniversary, showed face, um, got a standing ovation. of I think I was at that game. It was the Sedin week and there was the legends and all of that. And, I remember seeing him and he's got the loudest ovation in the building. And it was just, he's still the most, probably might be still the most beloved player of all time in Canucks history. And I think Trevor Linden just is such an embodiment of what a class individual is. Whenever I look at Trevor Linden, you just exude class and he's a great person on top of great hockey. But that's why his number 16 is in the Raptors at Rogers Arena. That's why he'll be, he's forever immortalized with the Vancouver Canucks. And I kind of still wish he was a part of the organization in some form because like Stan Smeal, like Henrik Danielson, he deserves to be a Canuck for life and he always will be a Canuck for life. So um, Trevor Linden, first person I'm going to mention about the 90s uh, for our greatest Canucks. We did Stan Smeal, Thomas Green in the 80s. Now we moved to the 90s where the Canucks started to establish themselves. You know, those Pat Quinn years, those early 90s years, the Canucks were a 100-plus point team, you know, a contender, and then they finally got to the mountain, almost the pinnacle. They reached the mountaintop, but couldn't, you know, plant the flag um, at the summit. They weren't able to do that. The New York Rangers did that. But um, definitely a, a great time to be a Canucks fan. Uh, like I said, I wasn't alive for that, but all the research I've done, all the stories I've been told was definitely a time that was a watermark point for this franchise. Um, and just uh, Trevor Linden was a spearhead for it. So Trevor Linden most definitely is one of the greatest Canucks of all time coming up after this break this last break we are going to talk about some bets my best bets because it is the weekend i won't be here friday saturday and sunday so i'm gonna give you guys some of my picks for the upcoming games this weekend but first 
I want to talk to you guys about betonline.net. Betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball, and this weekend's run to the Roses. The Kentucky Derby is back. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting and wagering information. BetOnline, where the game starts. So speaking of bets... This weekend, big slate, big slate, big slate, big slate. It's already actually underway. Um, the Leafs, of course, won. But tomorrow, we're going to start off Saturday. Saturday. So Florida is in Washington. Early game, 10 a.m. out west. Very early game. Um, but right now, the Panthers are the favorites at minus 200 after a big 5-1 win in game two. But I don't trust the Panthers. I think they're the, a very fraudulent team. I'm going with the Capitals. They're back home. They're going to be fired up. I'm taking the Capitals plus 170 on the money line. And to give me the over on goals, I think Ovechkin pots a couple goals, gets the crowd fired up. And I think the Capitals win this game easily. I'm going to say 5-3 they win this game. Colorado, Nashville, look, great story with Nashville's backup goalie last night. Overtime, but I think that's as close as the Predators are going to come. I got the Avs plus 110 on the money line, uh, sorry, puck line, which is minus 1.5. And I'll take the under in this game. I think it's going to be another close scoring game, but I think the Avs, like I said before, the Avs are just too good in this game. And I expect McKinnon, Rantan to have big games on the road. Uh, so give me the Avs puck line plus one and a half. And then I'm going to look at the Penguins and Rangers. The Penguins and the Rangers have been a slugfest. I think Pittsburgh wins this game. Um, although Crosby looks a little bit in, he looks like he's got some nagging on him. That'll be something to look out for the rest of the season. But give me the Penguins money line plus 105 and give me the over on, sorry, give me the under on goals. Uh, I say the Penguins win this one, maybe 3 2, 3 1, maybe. And finally, the Stars and Flames go back to Dallas for a game three. I'm going to go with the Stars. I think Jake Ottinger had a really great game. He might be starting to get in. The Flames have not been able to score at all this series. They have one goal. One goal in two games. Um, and I think the Flames might be kind of snake bit. And it's a physical heavy series that's been. So I think the Dallas Stars will win this one plus 140 money line. And give me the under on goals. Actually, don't. Give me the over at five and a half. I think there's going to be more goals this game. I think it's going to be a, you know, a 4-3 game potentially in Dallas uh, or something like that, 4-2 maybe. So give me the Stars and the Stars money and the over in that game. That is it. That will win you some money. Take care with that. Bet responsibly, of course. But coming up on Monday, probably won't be a rant. We're probably going to figure, continue our greatest Canucks series, of course. Um, and dive into some other fun stuff about the Canucks. I I am planning on doing a little bit of diving into the prospect pools, talk about the draft a little bit. You never know. Maybe some Boudreaux news will drop. Who knows? But I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Canucks your first listen of the day. For your second listen of the day, make sure to listen to Locked on, NH- the Locked on Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts from the Puck from the first round to all the Stanley Cup kisses. They got you covered. It's free and, of course, and available wherever you get your podcast services. Guys, take care.